pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. It was May 1940, and the Allied forces were on the wrong end of a military maneuver that left them surrounded by the armed forces of Nazi Germany in northern France. In a speech given to the House of Commons, Winston Churchill lamented that the whole root and core and brain of the British army was stranded, left to be either captured or killed. To those alive at the time, it seemed the war to liberate Europe from the Third Reich was coming to a swift and tragic end. It was only when the German armed forces halted their land-based advance and temporarily began an aerial assault that the Allied forces could put a plan into action for the French, Belgian, and British troops to retreat to Dunkirk for evacuation across the English Channel back to England. The Royal Navy faced a challenge, however, when it became apparent that the water at Dunkirk was too shallow for the warships to come ashore. This left the soldiers in a vulnerable position, with many wading in shoulder-deep water for hours for rescue. To overcome this dilemma, small privately-owned boats such as fishing boats, yachts, and car ferries around the south of England were pressed into service to navigate the shallow waters of Dunkirk and assist with the evacuation. While many boats were manned by enlisted naval crews, several were manned by the owners insistent on helping with the cause. These little ships of Dunkirk, as they came to be called, were instrumental in saving the lives of over 300,000 soldiers and averted certain disaster for the Allied powers. Now, speaking for myself, I can't say that I've experienced warfare of any kind, let alone to this extent. The Apostle Paul, however, made it clear to the believers in Corinth that they needed to be familiar with a different form of warfare, the daily battle against our sinful desires and the carnal influences around us. Paul elaborates on this in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 6. Take a listen. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Now, we may not be fighting Nazis in northern France, but we all engage in spiritual warfare in some form or another. In our lifelong war to overcome the temptations of the flesh, sometimes the battle is too difficult for our brothers and sisters to bear. And just like those allied forces at Dunkirk, there are everyday people in water up to their heads, facing troubles every which way they go, waiting for some kind of deliverance from their trial. Maybe it's mental illness, like depression or anxiety. Maybe it's relationship troubles, whether it's family, friends, or romantic interests. And not to invalidate what I just listed, but they're suffering from religious persecution, famine, poverty. Everyone's facing a battle. And sometimes we're in over our heads. Now I want you to think about 
when you're in that situation, when you feel surrounded and when you are neck deep, would you wait it out for a cure-all solution? Or would you be grateful for what support came your way at the time? This is where that Dunkirk spirit comes in, where people rally together to give what they have in the moment. It's that spirit of initiative found in Isaiah 6 verse 8 when Isaiah was shown a vision from the Lord. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. How often do we look at our abilities and our resources and doubt it is enough and then decide to do nothing at all? Isn't that like thinking a warship is needed only to find out that the warship can't access where that smaller personal boat can? We need to have the faith of the boy that we're told in John 6, 9 gave the disciples five loaves and two fish when they needed food to feed a multitude. Now we're not told whether anyone else in the crowd had food and held back, but we are told that there was one boy who saw a need saw an opportunity, and gave what he had. And what the Lord saw was a free will offering, and he used it to do more than anyone else would have believed possible. And it's in that spirit of giving what we have together where God's presence can be felt. And it's the spirit God wanted to surround himself in, just like when he dwelt in the tabernacle in the wilderness. Just listen to these excerpts from Exodus 35. Take it from verses 4 through 9, 20 through 21, and verse 29. Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, This is a thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, goat's hair, tanned ram skins and goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense and onyx stones and stones for the setting, for the ephod, and for the breastpiece. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. And they came. Everyone whose heart stirred him and everyone whose spirit moved him and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting and for all its service and for the holy garments. All the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. There are people near and far, known and unknown to you, that are overwhelmed with the troubles in life and need help. Right now. God has given each of us resources that we can give back to him in the form of service to those in need. Maybe it's a donation to help people get fresh water. Or maybe it's undivided attention for someone who's struggling emotionally. Whatever you give, now is the time to give what we have because tomorrow is not guaranteed for us or for them. And your efforts may not feel like a lot. But just as with the boy and the fish or the widow with her coins, any effort given to God with all you have can be magnified in unimaginable ways. And if we see ourselves not as one person giving, but 
as one of the many little ships of Dunkirk, contributing to a joint effort to serve those in peril. Maybe, just maybe, we can be more motivated to act in the moment while there's still one to act in. So whenever you doubt that your small acts of service are worth remembering, consider this. Of the hundreds of ships that helped with the evacuation at Dunkirk, the smallest was a fishing boat just under 15 feet long called Tamsin. That little ship has been preserved and memorialized in the Imperial War Museum in the same facility as military vehicles and war hero memorabilia. How much more will the Lord God preserve and memorialize you for what you think are small deeds in serving others while magnifying God's character in your life. To wrap up, let's close with a word of encouragement from Hebrews 6, verses 10 through 12. For God is not unjust, so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints, as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I want to thank you for listening to another devotion here on Pause to Consider. If you like this devotion, I hope you share it with your friends and your loved ones. If you have any feedback, you can reach me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com or you can reach me on the Facebook and Instagram pages. To wrap up this week, I'd like to introduce my friend Levi, who's going to share a couple of podcasts that I'd recommend listening to for your spiritual upliftment. And I hope we get to meet again, whether it's on next week's devotion or in God's kingdom. God bless. Thank you for listening to Pause to Consider. I'm Levi, and I wanted to be sure you've heard about a few other podcasts in the WCF network. I am actually one of the co-hosts on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. That's A Little Faith. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org slash podcasts. Have a great week.